Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Dr. Paul, how are you this morning? Doing fine. Good. Thank you. I have good. lots of things to talk about. The world's just still a mess, <laughs> but not as not. messy as it was yesterday. Yeah. So we're going to try to cure one more little speck someplace out there. A little bit. But uh, I'll t tell you, we want to start off with a real challenge. Yeah. And it's not the most uh, popular city in the country. And that happens to be Chicago. Chicago. I imagine there was a time when Chicago was a pretty big deal. It's my kind of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right now, it's not the kind of town that many people are moving to. Yeah. More people moving out than moving in. I'm sure. And, um, but they probably have a good police force. You yeah. know. So, but anyway, we want to talk a little bit about the police force uh, because they, they have a mayor there that uh, isn't exactly pro-police or pro-law mm -hmm. or pro and order. She's a nut. So um, she, she, uh, she's a problem. And so, but uh, enforcing these mandates is a, is a big job. But uh, the union, the union uh, head urges member not to, they're, they're police union members to enforce some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's defiance. Defiance for liberty. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, no, that uh, that means that people are getting tired of it. But there has to be a calculation made there, and uh, of course, what will the next step be? Is that does that mean it's over and done with, and and th th these are the new uh, rules, or will they come back with something more sneaky and more onerous uh, to uh, to annoy the people who are trying to get around, you know, the Biden mandates? Biden's the president, don't you know? Yeah. You can't you can't challenge him. So that's uh, that's enforced right now. And uh, he uh, expects that this will, this will be, you know, around yet. But at least I think this is a, a major step in the right direction where the police are saying, look, you just don't have to do that. We're not going to punish. We're, we're not going to be on the side of p firing more yeah. policemen yeah. when the city's burning down because there are no policemen there to help them out. Yeah. Well, let's put up that first clip. Here he is, John Catanzara. Seems like a decent guy, actually. He's mad he's not going to take it. He told his members, this is the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police, he told the members to refuse to comply with the city's COVID-19 vaccination mandate, which takes place on Friday, which is tomorrow. So this is a citywide. This is uh, Mayor Lightfoot, uh, who's also light upstairs. Um, so she says, if you don't, if you don't uh, reveal your vac status and get that vaccine, you're going to be fired. That's it. But here's what Katanzara said. In a, in a, and we did a little bit of profile on Courage yesterday of this young girl. But in a world where everyone is just kowtowing and is just, has lost their guts, there are people like this that stand up. And here's what he told the police officers. Do not fill out that portal information. He said, I've made my status very clear as far as the vaccine. But I do not believe the city has the authority to mandate that to anybody, let alone that information about your medical history. So he's not a pro-vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer or anything. He says they don't have the authority to meddle in your medical history and to force you to do something you don't want to do. And so what he's saying, he's got a lawsuit going, but he's also saying, and I think this is what's very important, here's another quote, it's safe to say that the city of Chicago We'll have a police force at 50% or less for this weekend coming up. Uh, and that's yeah. pretty significant. You know, it's, in the old days it was assumed 
that you never meddled in uh, medical uh, medical information and nobody even asked and bothered. But now they're very, very bold and they're talking about it all the time and punishing people if they don't yield and we need to know what's going on. But you know what uh, is so strange about that is, you know, about, I don't know how many years ago, five, ten years ago, when the national government decided all of a sudden that there was an epidemic, epidemic of uh, medical information being spread around, which it was, yeah. you know, for, through insurance companies and government. So they passed HIPAA. And, and HIPAA was supposed to, you know, dictate that the, nobody should be able to pass out this information. And, and I predicted back then it would be made worse. And it really is. HIPAA doesn't do a bit of good. Yeah. So it, it ends up that information is out there. But see, he's touched on the real thing that if you dealt with this, it would be over and done with. It yeah. wouldn't be discussed because it's none of your business. Yeah. It, it's the business is, is what kind of a policeman are you? Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or, or do you come to work and, and, and do the job that you have? But uh, the, the job now that they want is obedience to uh, federal regulations, yeah. and you start that by uh, following, uh, you know, mandates and dictates and and uh, and, and, and and getting your vaccinations and yeah. this sort of thing. That's that's their description of being a good cop. Yeah. Well, let's put up that second clip because this is also Chicago. Uh, over the over the last weekend, the holiday weekend, forty six people shot three fatally in Chicago gun violence over weekend, including six children. So Chicago is a basket case. We know that. It's really uh, guns going off nonstop, people getting killed nonstop. Mayor doesn't care, doesn't bother her at all. But now she's going to get rid of 50% of the, of the police. So what is this weekend going to look like? And here's back to uh, Catanzaro, the police union head. There's no way they're going to be able to sustain a police department workforce at 50% capacity or less for more than seven days without something budging. And that's a great insight because you know what it means, Dr. Paul? These people have leverage. This small percentage of people have leverage. They have leverage to push back against these tyrants that are destroying their lives. Just like the, pilot, the pilots, the airline pilots. Oh, you're not allowed to say it, but it is a fact. They have a lot of leverage to push back against... Well, against the tyranny. You know, since people are starting to push back there, maybe I won't have to cancel my vacation to yeah, Chicago. To Chicago, not this weekend. <laughs> I would wait for a weekend or two. But you have another uh, good news story uh, uh, about the power that other people have. Yes, uh, the... Uh, in, here it is, is with deadline two days away, Chicago Blink says unvaccinated public school teachers can keep working. Yeah. So there's progress in spite of the mayor. But then if the mayor came up for re-election, unfortunately, that, well, we shouldn't be negative. You know, time may tell. Maybe, maybe it won't be automatic after a while. But anyway, that's, uh, that's very good that the teachers uh, don't have to worry about this. And, uh, and this is a city which is supposedly uh, unanimous and absolute uh, in support of all this nonsense, yeah. which isn't true, as you point out. People maybe have a different attitude than the, the people who are getting the attention. And that came by way of Alex Berenson, by the way. And that is, it shows that there is leverage. It's not all hopeless. It's not going to be easy to fight for freedoms. But at least we know, and let's put up that next clip, that Chicago has its priorities straight, Dr. Paul. <laughs> this is by a Paul Joseph Watson. Chicago Art Museum fires unpaid volunteers <laughs> for being white. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
it's it doesn't even they don't even seem to catch on but you know i've decided this is great stuff because it's so absurd yeah uh and you can poke fun at it and and they and, and people wake up and say you're not serious yeah. this this is not a true story so this is uh this to me is is good and they, we should make fun of people like this but you know the question that crossed my mind when i looked at that i thought can a society get a mental disorder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's scary. Yeah. Because I always hope for that, you know, that remnant that won't totally capitulate. And, uh, and you, you make a point that there are some people now uh, are, are waking up to a degree. So, so this, this is good. But I don't think these things should go unnoticed. Uh, you know, the good news when we see the people out there to the tune of 100,000 people getting together and not uh, losing any sleep over it. And uh, also that uh, the people, uh, you know, are able to go out there and do that on their own and not be pestered, you know, by the by the government. But this silliness, as I think, uh, adds fuel to the fire. People, people have to, you know. Uh, how can how can a supporter of this they they would find a way to be able to defend this? Oh, you're making fun of it, and you're the part you're the problem. Yeah, you yeah. know, if you're making fun of that, uh, and so that's why they would cause it. But it's just such a terrible story too, because it's 122 highly skilled volunteers. You know, these are docents. They're not people that tell you to keep your hands off the painting. They're highly trained. Uh, they explain. They take people through the museum. They give you uh, lectures and tours. These are highly skilled people. They do it all on their own as volunteers. They happen to be older women because those are the types that have the time. Uh, they, tend, they tended to be white. And so what did they do? They said, 122 volunteers, you're gone. We're going to rehire people with no skills at $25 an hour to do the same job. So at the least, I think, Dr. Paul, we can hope for the revolution starts to eat itself. And when that happens, maybe some sanity will return. Okay, there was a story out by our friend Simon Black yeah. uh, of Sovereign Man, and uh, this is something that uh, I think most people are starting to realize this, that central economic planning of the medical profession doesn't make it easier or more efficient or more uh, reasonable a cost to have the government doing all this. And uh, yet he's warning, and I agree with his warning, he says, get ready for the brain drain from the U.S. healthcare system. And he makes the point how many people have come here, and they still do, because the world is messed up so badly. But uh, right now, it's it's getting to the point where there's a lot of doctors, you, you know, they they, I think they have it set up where the doctors don't get fired by the government, but they put so many regulations on and, so, and make their, and so the hospitals are so often connected with the government to some degree, so they fall into this category, and then they, uh, then they say, well, you know, I don't want to do this, and, 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 but the government doesn't come along and fire them, uh, but the doctors get so frustrated with it that, that a lot of them will just quit. I mean, that's what's happening, you know, to the policemen and the firemen and everybody yeah. else. They're, they're not, uh, they, they don't get fired by the federal government, and yet it's all the fault of the federal government meddling where they have no constitutional right to say boo yeah. you know and yet they're in there dictating all these details and it's doing what i think they want just to drive these 
decent people nuts so they they walk away and then there's chaos in the street and see well the only answer is cultural marxism yeah. marxism will take care of this we won't let them walk off we'll use a gun and keep them keep them working yeah. so uh, this this to me is uh, so sad but i think he's absolutely right there's going to be a, a lot more leaving yeah simon black and the sovereign man it's a good article because he traces back uh, what happened in the uk when they started putting in the national health service which is their socialized medicine they were graduating 1,800 doctors a year. 600 of those were immediately leaving because they couldn't make any money. They hated dealing with the bureaucracy and the regulations. So the, the, the country was paying for 600 doctors to become doctors. And then they took off and started making big money overseas. Uh, and he's saying that is happening here now. And he, he points out that the New York governor has declared a state of emergency due to hospital worker shortages. Uh, and that's not because of COVID, that's because of the demand for vaccine mandates. The doctors and nurses are just leaving or being fired, but it's leaving a crisis. And he talked, talks about one hospital had to stop delivering babies. I don't know what they told the mothers <laughs> because they tend to come when they want to come, but uh, just to stop delivering babies because they don't have any doctors. And I guess the point we're trying to make with these first few stories, people don't understand the extent of the ramifications of this massive massive push by the administration to force people into doing this. Yes, and it's hope one day they wake up and say, we didn't even understand what the resistance was all about, okay. and it's much greater than we ever dreamed. Yes. Of course, that's what we want to encourage, to, to resist the authoritarians and legitimately do it and, uh, and, and try to get some sense back into the system. I have an article here, Daniel, about the, the uh, propaganda roundup, a new state faith uh, blessed, blessed be the vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. It, it's getting that way, you know. Uh, uh, if you're, it's it's not uh, it's not science. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, uh, you, you know, sort of a, a religious, uh, co uh, uh, you, you know, uh, a ceremony to go through that you you become a member uh, of the society if you if you're vaxxed. If you're not vaxxed, then you're on the out, out, on the outside. There was one one statement in here that I thought was, could, could, it couldn't have been true, but uh, she even cited her I cited her allegiance to it because she'd even give up her life if she could <laughs> prove the vaccine worked. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Somebody you, it's you talk about collective uh, insanity. Yeah, sure is there. This is a good piece. It's Brian Barty in the Daily Bell. We haven't seen the Daily Bell in a while. This was a good piece that came out yesterday that you noticed and sent over to me. Uh, and it talks about how this is a, becoming a religion. It's a faith-based uh, thing, the whole COVID. And here's, I just clipped a couple of things. And in fact, coincidentally, the first one you mentioned is the first one I clipped. And these are just some examples in the article of how this is kooky and this is a kooky religion. Let's put up that first one. This is, this is true, and I did read this uh, in the original. This is via RT. Self-sacrifice, Norwegian yeah. TV personality. I would love to die from the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, this woman is insane. Uh, the next one, uh, if we can hit that next one, I'm gonna go through them. Pope bans unvaxxed from the Vatican. This is another example in the article. He calls it the neoliberal church. Um, and he talks about how the Pope has banned anyone from coming into the Vatican City unless they have that shot. This Pope is insane. Let's look at the next one, Google. Google tech priests, take page out of historical playbook, ban all anti-vaccine videos, boom. 
I don't know how they determine what's anti-vaccine. Certainly, we've never been anti-vaccine, but Google is banning it all. So Google is crazy. <laughs> no, but it's a good article, and it's worth, it's worth a look. Even a chuckle, I guess, you might get out of it. Yeah, and, and once again, it can be used to make this point. Why should they be the leaders of these millions of people? And I, th I think the, uh, the, the number of followers are, you know, overrated uh, yeah. because they get, the, they get the noise and they get the propaganda out there. But I think a decent-minded people are going to realize that th this becomes rather silly. And, uh, and, and once they see the failure of the system, too, that's when they should wake up. But so often, though, it takes a long time for them to say, oh, it's a failure, but, you know, we don't have enough money. Uh, we don't have the right political party. Uh, we, need a, we need people like Biden in there helping us out and get us back on our feet yeah. again. All that nonsense. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty sad on what's happening. But I don't think it's, I think they're so far off track and, and so far removed from reason and telling the truth that our, our, our job shouldn't be that tough. Yeah. It's just get, getting this information out and saying, you know, you're absolutely right. Because I've always argued, you know, generically, uh, I used to use the argument for libertarianism that if you said you believe in freedom of, uh, of for choice for individuals in, in, uh, in economics and also minding our own, VP, uh, own business overseas, then you would probably get 85% of the people say, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Uh, but but, but uh, we never simplify it like that. And that's the, 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 uh, the failure of these systems. Should, it should be simplified into, well, A, B, C, and this is why it happened. And uh, this is what you have to do. So, yeah, I, think, I mean, I think Trump did a good job of simplifying it. And I think that's probably why he was so successful. Unfortunately, once he became president, he didn't follow a lot of the stuff <laughs> that he said on the campaign trail. But I think our, 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 our last sort of major segment is going to be a good news story because we need one after Chicago and all that. Let's put up this next clip. <coughs> and this is a good news story because it shows people what you can do. It shows you that the market works. The Coachella and Stagecoach, these are two, I believe, Dr. Paul, very large music events that happen in California, I believe. They've made a big announcement. They are removing, they will no longer impose vaccine mandates uh, for those people to attend the events next year. And that's because they've taken notice, according to the article, uh, of the massive unpopularity of COVID-19 mandates. Now, they're still having some take a test, this and that, whatever. So it's not a total victory. But the pushback from people saying, no, forget it then, I won't go. I'll sit home and I'll watch it on TV or whatever. That is affecting their bottom line. And that should re restore some people's faith in the markets, I think, too. Right. You know, we, we have another one, unless you have another point on that particular one. But that, I, wa I wanted to bring up this subject about the Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, okay, yeah. The, the uh, Glenn Greenwald uh, brought us a story about Joe Rogan and Sanjay Gupta. Yes. And it was, um, it was a, pre a pretty long, uh, not long, but it was significant in revealing this discussion between Joe and Sanjay. Yeah. And... Uh, I have not watched uh, some of his interviews as closely as I've watched this, and he uh, he wasn't let he was uh, Joe was not going to let Sanjay get off with anything, yeah. and Sanjay didn't sound like he was too worried about anything, yeah. <laughs> and then didn't have very good answers. But the the whole the whole thing is is that uh, 
we um, we wanted to find out, uh, you know, uh, what, why why Rogan was so upset with him, and it had to do with this this uh, this interview that yeah. he had done. Yeah, we can actually even play that clip. Uh, this is a clip that's made the rounds. It's gotten millions and millions of views. I think I, I mentioned when we need to cue it up. Just play that last part of it while we're getting that ready. But it's a, yeah, it's a three-hour interview that he did. Yeah, let's listen to what they had to say here. No, 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 no. You, have to, you have before we get to that. Does it bother you that the news network you work for, out and out lied, was well, outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. I you didn't think that was did, your, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming But they coming did it the with such glee. No, yes, Joe. They did. I watched. And this is CNN's top medical guy. Everyone's seen him on TV. He's the doctor. He's America's doctor. But Rogan pinned him down. He said, why did your network, when I was taking ivermectin to get over COVID and it worked, why were you making fun of me saying I was taking horse dewormer? Why do you spread misinformation even as you claim to be the purveyors of truth? And when he caught Gupta and he really tortured him on this, Gupta said, they shouldn't have said it. I don't know. They shouldn't have said it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have an answer. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And here's uh, some of Glenn, uh, Greenwald's comments. If we can go to that clip, these are just some tweets. But he does make a very good point about this, Dr. Paul. If we can uh, cue up that tweet. And it's a little tough to read. I apologize. It's long. But he said, this is such an important exchange. CNN loves to herald itself as vital, vital warriors against disinformation and lies while vilifying independent voices like Rogan as a plague on our discourse. Now here, Rogan all but forces Gupta to admit that CNN lied about ivermectin. Uh, and it's, uh, it's very powerful because he talks about how the media act mainstream like CNN act as if we're all the disinformation people and they're the ones telling the truth. When he got him to point out that they did lie about this, they lied. You know, the neatest part of this story is that the uh, story itself uh, was replayed on, on the internet and there were a lot more hits on that than there was on CNN yeah. program. So this, this tells you that, you know, you know, the internet is not dead, you know, and people need to learn how to use it. So they, I think there should be a contest up. If anybody can ever tell the truth and get it to contradict something they put out in the ordinary media and get more hits than the propagandists on the television, I think that, that is a, that's a big news item right there. That, uh, and it should give people encouragement to keep doing this. You know, we, we, we would like to see bigger numbers and all this, but, but sometimes we get huge numbers and sometimes we think we get bigger numbers than they report. Yeah. So uh, the, re the reaction is out there. So we have to assume that uh, if you don't offer it out there, you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, there's been some interviews that I've had, uh, you know, a large number of, of responses. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and that's uh, compared to where it was a, a, a few decades ago <laughs> when uh, uh, there was no thought that uh, there would be ever ever an audience that I, I feel uh, pretty good about this and uh, I, I think this is this is pretty neat that there was more people uh, uh, saw that clip on the internet than yeah. they did on the CNN program in fact let's watch the uh, let's look at that uh, that next clip because this breaks it down actually uh, <coughs> the, the clip the, the the next JPEG and it's a little tough to see but it's not that important Greenwald says that Rogan clip I posted above from an anonymous small Twitter account already has 1.8 million views. 
The real number is way higher since others also posted it. It's been years since CNN <laughs> got anywhere close to 1.8 million watching that network. Therein lies their desperation, uh, to which a, a newsman responded with the chart showing just where CNN shows are ranked. And he made the comment, the clip of Joe Rogan already has more than twice the audience of the highest rated show on all of CNN. The fear of a future where places like CNN no longer have a monopoly on information drives 100% of the network's effort to undermine any independent voices like Rogan. That's exactly right. Truth is popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what people are begging for, and, and they know it when they see it and hear it. So that, that to me, is very, very in, encouraging. So uh, yeah. I used to use, and it was popular, say, freedom is popular. Yeah. Well, truth is popular, too, as so I'm yeah. beginning to realize. And for Rogan, it's profitable, so good for him. He deserves yeah, to make a good right. living. He, does, right. he, he actually gives people what they want, unlike... Most of government. Right. Um, well, my final one is just going to be an, an outrage one, and I don't know, I don't know how to le leave this. But this is from an Australian newspaper, and Dr. Paul, I, I really think that smoke is going to start coming out of our ears, and our heads are going to explode because this is so. The insanity has gotten so deep now that it really feels like we're in a, in a weird bubble. But let's put this last clip up. This is not a satire. This is not Babylon B. This is an Australian newspaper. I read the article. This is just a headline. They said, this is from the Courier-Mail, if you are fully vaccinated against COVID, the next step to improve your immunity might be to actually catch the virus. <laughs> so I had to stop and read that a few times. And, and I still can't believe that, that they must have just fired all the editors or something. But they're literally saying, if you, if you get vaxxed and you really want to be immune, well, you better catch the virus well, itself. Well, they read someplace casually that you could still get the infection after you've been vaccinated, and they're confessing that vaccinations don't work. Yeah. And then, but, but technically, he's speaking a truth because it probably would be better than the yeah. vaccine. As Walensky <laughs> herself said. So, so anyway, say, uh, that's the insanity for the week. Dr. Paul, I'm going to turn it back to you. To uh, very out. good. Uh, and uh, once again, I want to uh, show how much we appreciate to our viewers tuning in each week, each day. Because uh, we are optimistic that we are getting a message out and uh, just a few things that we mentioned today, these, these messages spread. And I always tell myself and tell other people if they care to listen, is that uh, how can we miss, uh, you know, miss out in not winning this intellectual battle? Because it, it is so wonderful to talk about truth and, and, and just putting up front and, and uh, uh, promote a system that promotes peace and prosperity. And how can we not compete with these clowns? This is what they are. They're, they're clowns, you know, the Guptas of the world and, uh, and, and what's, ha what's happening. Well, when you, when you see these good people coming out now, and we sure have a lot of people that we've associated with in these last couple of years, and uh, we didn't invent them. Uh, they helped us along because they've been, they've been hit, beating the bushes for a long time as well. So I, I think uh, there, there is reason. It's just frustrating it's not faster. That's what we want. But I tell you what, if we didn't do what we're doing, it'd be a lot slower. And the big thing is that you'll never know the numbers. If, you're, if, you, if, if you want to find out how many people are in the remnant, it's impossible to know. They're out there and the people will rally and, uh, and there, there will be an explosion of support. And that's what we're starting to see. And the explosion of support I love to see it. 
just to let people go and have fun at a football game. So that's, that's the kind of thing that isn't complicated and get the demonstrators off the streets that are demonstrating against everything good and decent and then lying about it. And this is why I think programs like what, uh, you know, Joe Rogan pushing and Glenn Greenwald, they're pushing for the truth. And when the people hear the truth, guess what? They recognize it. That's what I think is great about it. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.